Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score! We should all be pulling from the same screen. Not tearing players down. No, we don't tell you that. We all got to be on a positive screen. You know what that sound means? Nice things are about to be said about the White Sox on this show. Is it Beck playing a concert here soon? I hope so, because I would definitely, like, that's an artist that I would go see. The NBC concert calendar I posted a couple days ago. I'll take a look. We have to talk a little bit more about NBC coming up in a little bit. Yeah, Um, we do. Pedro Grifol is, like, singing my life with his words. You know what I'm saying? Killing me softly with his song. I, I'm like, yeah, this is what I've needed from the White Sox. Before we get into he- two times, that's what I'm talking about. Before we let you hear from Pedro Grifol, there's the Dutchman, Daryl Van Scowen, in the hardest working newspaper in America, Sun Times. You could also check out my column there today about the Bulls and and the play in. Anyway. <laughs> Here's a, here's a quote from Pedro Grifol. Our goals it, for the season are to make the playoffs. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And the play in. But this is Grifol talking about <laughs> wanting his team to be aggressive and how the White Sox have been aggressive over their first four games in the Cactus League. Quote, I envision our team taking advantage of 90 feet whenever it is given to us, whether it's on a ball in the dirt a base hit to the outfield. Sometimes you can't force these things, but when they present themselves, you have to be ready to take it. What kind of base running team are we going to be? Opportunistic. You give it to us, we're going to to preach taking it. And as far as running hard down the line, that's expectation. That's what I'm talking about, Pedro. Seems reasonable enough. Because, Especially with the large bases. Well, that's what teams did to them. We saw it up close. We saw Cleveland do it to them. We saw Baltimore run them out of the building. Let's hear him in his own words. First of all, he talked about how this coaching staff came together with, in, rather than being insular and internal and of the family, it's people from other organizations. What was good about our staff is that we were together at one point and then we split up. So we were together and we learned together and then we split up and watched other organizations do it. Um, and then we came back together again. And then you add Daryl Boston and you add Ethan Katz and Chris Johnson and Kurt Hassler that they've been here 
so they have knowledge of this organization. And then Jose Castro comes from Atlanta. They won a World Series. He's got knowledge from Atlanta. And Eddie went, was in San Diego and then went back to Kansas City, and he's got that knowledge. And Tozar has been in and out of the of field. So, I mean, it's, it's been, um, you know, and then Charlie, Charlie was in Tampa managed in Toronto. So, I mean, there's, there's multiple organizations building this little culture that we have going on as a staff. And, um, you know, all we want to do is just, just put the right work on paper and then go out and try to execute it. So you want him speaking your language, Lawrence? Mm-hmm. You want to hear it? Yeah. You, you want to, I very much, I think that White Sox it. fans need to hear a little bit of what their manager is all about. We're going to attack every little margin, and the margins are kind of ingrained in the fundamentals. You know, accuracy, securing the baseball, um, situational hitting, just sacrificing for one another. Those are the things that we're talking about, and those are the things that are going to help you win a 10-2 to ball game and help you win a one nothing ball game in my opinion. And that's that's the type of mentality we want to continue to create here. We've started that already, and we just want to continue to grow together with that type of mentality. Hitting a cutoff man. How about that? How about hitting a cutoff man? Wait, we're not done. Don't put a button on this thing yet. Because how, where does the rubber meet the road? Now, you, you have this staff put together. You have these philosophies of winning philosophies uh, coming and and joining together to form a a super winning philosophy. So how does it how is it happening now? Coaches are doing an unbelievable job. We're now executing what we spoke about all offseason. And I think I said this one time in an interview. We have like three field coordinators in there, including myself. So myself, Eddie Rodriguez, Mike Tozar and Jose Castro was a hitting coordinator and I think Montoyo did some coordinating as well. So when you put five ex-coordinators in the same room, you're going to get details. I mean, if, you're, if you've ever coordinated a minor league spring training or a major league spring training, and you put five of those guys in the same room, you're going to have some organization and details. So this is the only way we know how to do it. When he talks about coordinator, what he means are that's the role in camp of the guys who actually schedule the drills. Right. Who's where group A is on this corner of the field doing this drill and group B is over here. And when the buzzer sounds or the horn blows, you move here and you move here. That's what the coordinators are actually doing that stuff. And on top of it, they're not lingering at the facility. What Grafol wants done is come in. We're going to work you hard and, and it's going to be regimented. But when your work is done, leave like we're not going to be here for 20 hours a day you're not impressing anybody by sitting around and sipping coffee come in here and grind and and do it and when we had you we were talking with guff about this last week where he said look there is a difference in the way that the drills are being done Mm -hmm. there's a crispness to what's happening inside of the drills that the white Sox are doing I don't know if any of it is going to work. Some of the players may be too far down the road of who they are as players. But at least I know that the manager is aware of the problems that that have plagued this organization and is trying desperately to fix them. That yeah. makes me happy. Those are the fundamentals. We've been harping on this 
for years now, and they had to start somewhere. Correct. So if this is where they're starting, good. I. It still bothers me that it took a third party, somebody from the outside, like we've talked about all show, to come in and say these things because you should know. It's kind of like when football types use the excuse, we'll have to look at the film. If you have to look at the film, it's too late. You should be bothered by that in the game. You should recognize that in the game. Same way when it comes to these things. This should bother you real time as it's happening. They wasted two damn years of our lives. Their lives. They wasted. We we did our jobs. And, and do you remember, remember the stuff they said when they brought this this idiot in here and they said, well, he's 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 forgotten more about baseball than you'll ever know. He's the best to ever do it. He's going to hold them to a high standard. The guy's won World Series. I, it was all crap. It was all – it was – it was pointless. It set this team back, and I'm still mad about it. I'm not over it. As great as it is to hear all this now, the point of firing Ricky Renteria was to bring in a guy who was going to do this two years ago. We, yes. Well, no, no, no. Yes, no, Ricky Ricky was doing this stuff, too. He was. The, 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 the in-game the, stuff wasn't the, great. The idea was that you were going to get that. The, the problem that, that the White Sox had is that they were trying to sell through through the stuff that they said and stuff that they 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 had surrogates say that Tony's resume was managing the they team. They wanted somebody with postseason experience. And his resume stress. wasn't managing the team. He was managing the team. And and I'm with you Dan, like I'm still angry about that. I'm not letting that go. I I get it, but at least now I'm seeing someone whose words match action. That isn't just platitudes of we need to play harder. It's someone instructing but they, the but they players gave on away how those to two play. years. They they flushed two years of the prime of this team down the toilet. You're right. For no reason. You're right. But Pedro Grafol can't do anything about I that. I know. I'm not mad, I, I'm not I'm mad try- at him. And right? I'm trying to judge him on what he says and if it matches what he does. And so far. I have been more than pleased that the manager of the White Sox actually knows what he's doing. Guys, I hate to break it to you, but prior to 2020, we still had massive infield error issues and base running problems. This wasn't like it was a new thing. Yeah. No, it got worse the last two years, though. It, it got it, when when we saw the last three weeks of last season, it, the the amount of embarrassment the the obviousness, the stuff that was just hitting you over the head, all coming home to roost. Every last bit of every mistake and everything not taught and not reinforced and not done and not led properly, it all came home and they just got their, their teeth kicked in and then they got mocked yeah. by their opponents. You they also handed the away the division at the end of the 2020 season. They yeah, sure did. They did. First team so, to clinch. I'm not making excuses. seed in the playoffs. I'm not making excuses for anybody here. I'm just pointing out that these have been long-standing problems that might take a lot of work to fix. Yes. If not a lot of different personnel on the field you know, as well. It also may take some embarrassment of some proud players once the actual games start. That it may I would t- hope the embarrassment happened last season when the Cleveland Guardians no, were chanting no, fire it didn't. Tony it didn't. when it they won the It doesn't seem like it got division. through to anybody other it, it than Elvis Andrews. No, it, it, may, it may take the Pedro Grafalts. One thing to say it here. It's another thing to walk to the top step of that dugout 
and say, point, come here. And, and point at a guy that missed a cutoff man by throwing it 20 feet over his head and saying, you're coming sitting next to me. Billy Hamilton, grab a glove. Get out there. Like that kind of thing. And I'm and it's not some sort of Billy always has his glove. It's, it's, it's not some sort of discipline fetish. I'm not you know I'm not that guy. Like, See back in my day, they'd bench a guy like that. It, You're not looking at it from a punitive no, standpoint. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from from early in a season to to make an example and have it understood, whether it was you know, Bobby Cox taking Andrew Jones out of a game because he saw something he didn't like. That, that it's got to happen for any of this to mean anything. Thing. Or, or it's rather than embarrassing him by pulling him out with two outs, it's making sure that when the inning is over, that you're waiting for him at the top step of the dugout, and we're going to come have a little talk. And I'm not going to take you out of the game, but you got to know why I'm disappointed and why that can't happen again. Don't ever do it again. Yeah, right. Look, for those for those of you who are texting or or on the Twitch saying, this is just common sense baseball. Yes, uh-huh. I am celebrating common sense baseball. You want to know why? Because there hasn't been common sense baseball on the South Side in a couple of years. So yes, I'm I was concerned about the hire. And with each passing day, I am impressed with what I've seen and heard from Pedro Grafol. And the fact that he's actually putting a plan into action. There's a difference between talking that yak and not doing something about it. He's, from what we're told, I have not been to Camelback Ranch. I don't anticipate going to Camelback Ranch because I don't think we're welcome there. But from what I've been told by people who are there, there's a difference in the way they're doing things. And it might take a little bit of time for some of this stuff to change, but at least having someone in the dugout that isn't trying to snow you on what it is that you're seeing, that understands what the problem is and actually has a plan to try to work it is a step in the right direction. Or at least it's stopping so that you can turn around and go to the right direction instead of chasing bad baseball and bad baseball thoughts into another season of disappointment. Now get rid of Mike Clevenger. That's 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 above me, Dan. Now, like, the, the, now while we're while we're while we're while we're rolling here, <laughs> Mike, now, see Mike, you see what happens? Now, now here get, I am. Now get I want to do Clevenger. a segment where like there are good things about the White Sox and and we can't. Well, we just can't. I, I just everything. We just be, can't. Let's just make this all better. Make it all better. I mean, that would be great, wouldn't it? That would be great. They didn't know about Jalen Carter either. The White Sox <sighs> made sure to know. I think they just they sent out a release. There saying, were a lot of texters who had some good Rick Hahn crackbacks on the Jalen Carter stuff. Speaking of texters, can I read you something that's going to make you happy and proud? No. Yes. I lo- right now. Yeah, right now. All right. I love this. This came in about a half an hour ago, the start of this, this string of texts here. It's from the 847. This is Adam in Highwood. And he just thought that he would let us know. Hi, Adam. Adam Hello, Adam. This is what Adam said. I'm so excited. As I wait for a client I'm driving, I'm parked outside Northwestern Hospital. There is a Harold's Chicken food truck. Oh. I've heard you talk about them in the past. And I just got my first order. My mouth is watering like that of Pavlov's dog. 
And then he, all he texted, the next text after that just said, yum. And I asked, hot sauce or mild? He said, I ordered hot. And the lady said, take a mild as well. I'm glad she said that. I loved the mild. So that is, we have we have just had someone have with their first Harold's. All right. Nicely done. Dan, if you come to Summerfest, there's literally a Harold's down the street from my house. Well, I would hope so. Summerfest without Harold's. No, but I mean, there's an actual like brick and mortar Harold's. Like we go to the Summerfest on the Midway okay. and then we can walk back and then there's the Harold's and we could go there. What are we serving tonight? Chicken or chicken? <laughs> I just love chicken. Sounds so good. It's chicken. It's chicken. I, like, I just love chicken. I like fried chicken. I like chicken. Well, I'm very happy for that. For Andy, Adam, 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 very happy for Adam that he had a very positive experience. And if he was outside of Northwestern, he could have done the double. He could have done Harold's chicken. Which and donut? Do right donut right there. Right. Or he could have gotten a well, Stans is, Stans is in Northwestern. Like, yeah, it's I, on the campus. Not yeah. a big Stans guy. But um, too expensive for what you get is my issue. With, with Well, I have other issues. But you could also get a really great chicken sandwich from Do-Right now. And their fries are amazing. I don't know where that Do-Right is. I have to look it up. It's right there, like literally across the street from Northwestern. It's as you turn the corner on St. Clair. Mm-hmm. It's right there on the south side of the street. Yeah, yeah and it, you, it's hard to see it because it's in one of those like buildings that you have to step up into. But it's right across the street. The one oh. on the, and and, I, and honestly, if you really want to get down, if you really want to spike your blood sugar, there's a sweet Mandy B's over there too. I well, saw that. Uh, I'm here in the freezing cold getting free chicken sandwiches because the food tastes great. I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean. It's chicken. It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. I love that kid. <laughs> Do you see what Ray just sent us? Was it fried chicken? No. What? Is it something we just, bad? We just can't have good things today. Just what? Can't. Cannot. Yeah, this is, it says NBA star Ja Morant was accused of violent or threatening behavior in two police reports including previously unknown allegations that Morant threatened a mall security director. Four days later, a teenager told police Morant punched him repeatedly. I knew about the teenage story. He's um, threatening Paul Blart. Um, and honest, do you know that Powerade just announced their partnership with Ja Morant today? And they have a new commercial that's getting ready to come out where Ja's dad is doing the narrating. This is what we were talking about. This is what we were talking about with Ja. Wait, there's more. You don't have to do this. Yeah, this is from the Washington Post. The teenage boy told police that after Morant punched him, the NBA star emerged from his house with a gun in the waistband of his pants. You don't have to According to, to police interviews obtained by the Post that had not been previously reported. Why Why is he doing this? I don't know, but you this don't have to. This isn't who he to. is. I mean, it might be now. Like It might be who he's trying to project. That he is. Why? I don't know. And I wish he would stop because I think that he has a chance to be the face of this league going forward. And for some, there, there is a level Didn't of self-sabotage that is going on right now with, with him and that Grizzlies team that is um, too bad and unfortunate. What the hell? It's really bad. Really bad. 
Anyway, we need to take a break. When we come back, we there's other stuff that we want to do, but there's something that we want to point your attention to to watch tonight. That if you're a score listener, you you heard and on in the case of Twitch, you saw some of this stuff happening live. Now it's in a documentary. We'll tell you about it next here on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. We filed a freedom of information request with the mayor's office for the for the correspondence with the Bears over the last few years. We wanted to see, you know, what's what's been the talk among the city and the Bears to try to do a deal, and what it revealed more than anything is, you, you of course you can't you can't file a request like that with the Bears, but you can file it with the city and you get the documents. And what those what those emails and letters revealed was just how toxic the relationship is right now, today, between the Bears and the city of Chicago. That was Phil Rogers on his last day of working for NBC5 when he came in here and hung out with Layla and I. Dan, you were off. You were Where were you? Were you in Mexico? I think you were damn Mexico. Okay. Then. So we had Phil Rogers in, and he had done... This story, remember I was telling you about the story that he did going to SoFi and checking out how it was built? Well, he turned that into a whole documentary, which you can see tonight on NBC Sports Chicago after Bulls coverage is done, after Jay and and Kendall and Will do their thing. There's a whole documentary about the Bears and their, their maybe moving to Arlington Heights. How we got here, the information... That that he he and his staff got through FOIA to find out the correspondence between the Bears and the city. And Layla is prominently featured. Not only is she featured from being here at the score, but she got like the whole treatment, like the sit down and the the good lights and the makeup and everything. But they also got us up. I in did here. my own makeup. You still got it though. Yeah, I got to put a lot on for TV. They didn't let me do any makeup. But they filmed while Phil was here because he wanted to talk with people about this. And it turned out great. I got an advanced copy. Layla got an advanced copy. And it's really, really good. So if you want to see some top-notch reporting, tonight, NBC Sports Chicago, after Bulls postgame live is done, don't turn the channel because you will see our delightful faces. It's called Bear Down and Out. I would imagine too that the the 
mayoral aspect of it, floating the Bill Curtis voiced uh, made up videos of the future. We're probably done with that now, right? Well, there's definitely a talk show host that might be sitting in this room that had some things to say about the mayor and the interaction between the mayor and the bears that might make the documentary. Oh, cool. I just think that that that, that gambit. And it's Layla. That no. that gambit to maybe tell voters that do what we can do to keep the bears here. And I'm fighting for you because I love the bears. And, and maybe they should win some more games. We're, we're done with that. Yeah. After you had the chance to talk to them and then didn't. Brandon is better. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, we can we can reclaim that now, right? Yeah, I think you had the comment before the show. Where you said there's a lot of people in Mount Greenwood taking their "Let's Go Brandon" stickers <laughs> off their cars. <laughs> a lot of Beverly, a lot of Saugin Ash. Hey, I gotta take this off my car. I'm not voting for him. Wait I'm voting second. for the Republican. Hold on a second. I'm inadvertently supporting a, a black. <laughs> Well, does, does the other guy live in Chicago? No. No. Uh, 25 years. How often? How, did he really live in Chicago? Well, maybe for two of those 25 years. And he wants to be mayor? Yeah. He's, oh, interesting. He says he's a Democrat, but is he? No, you, not really. No, no, not really. Yeah, this is like like what I love about the way this turned out. You know what we have in this town? What? A choice. Yeah, there's a clear choice uh, for, for mayor. Coming up in April when the runoff happens, it's going to be interesting because if you start to look at the demographics of it, you would think that Brandon Johnson carried a lot of the black community, and he did not. He didn't. Like, there's a coalition to be stitched together mm-hmm. here. I'm no political consultant, but I've really looked closely at these ward-by-ward results maps, the color-coded results maps that have every single ward by percentage of every candidate voted for. And I'm not sure who he's paying to do some of this work who knows better than I, but I see a coalition if if properly managed. If I were him, I would be building a coalition of everyone that he beat, including Lori Lightfoot, to try and close that gap because there's a lot of voters out there. I think the name recognition is probably still a thing, and he should probably go out and try to fix that. Um, I mean, I, I think he carried Hyde Park. But other than that, if you look at the the heat map of the votes, his votes were kind of coming from all over the place. And you would think that there are other votes out there for him to be gained. He's going to have to deal with the Willie Wilson people, though. Well, and I don't, don't know how you solve the Willie problem I, I because he, you, you, you can't buy him off because he doesn't need the money. Yeah, he doesn't need. I, I think because Brandon is a little churchy that that's going to be his the way that he approaches this. That he's going to reach, try and reach them on that level, on a moral level. But you also have to, the thing that people tend to forget as you listen to Dan, Layla, and Lawrence's political hour, the black community outside of issues that have to do with the black community, pretty conservative voting block. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of that religious side stuff. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Pretty conservative voting block. So we'll see. This is, this is going to be fun. And and I, I mean that in like as a voyeur, like this is going to be a very fun campaign. And you saw the switch happen immediately with Johnson, where he's like crying and stuff, and he's like, Oh, I'm so happy, and my wife and everyone who worked, and he's like, Let me tell you about Paul Vallis. It was like a wrestling shoot last night. 
He was like, let me tell you something, brother. This guy, Paul Vallis, he's not even from here, brother. So he didn't wait. No, Dan, I'm telling you, it was, I'm so happy that I won and I'm happy that Lori Lightfoot conceded and look at my wife and my church and all this stuff. And he was like, let me tell you something, brother. On April 4th, Paul Vallis is going to find out exactly why Brandon is better. And then the glass broke and... Because remember, the the national meme in response to Let's Go Brandon was Dark Brandon. Remember? Well, here he is. That's what I'm saying. Like, you want a real Dark Brandon? He's standing right in front of you. <laughs> Actually, I got to see him speak. And I, I didn't... When we did uh, the My Block, My Hood, My City... Uh, holiday volunteer stuff down in Chatham. He was he was one of the speakers. He's a very very compelling and genuine guy. So it's uh, we've, we've got a, we have an actual choice, which is nice. Did you Layla? Did you see Dylan Brooks last night speaking to Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yes. Did yes, you see I did. It? Oh, when he walked into the building, Dylan Brooks with just a leather vest and cut off jean shorts and nothing else, walking into the building. Looking like Stone Cold. People are embracing the bit of the pregame entrance. That's a bad look. Jay last night was so funny because because he they they played it for Kendall and Will and Jay was like, I hate to say this because you know member of the community, we got to bring back the dress code. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he was railing against the other day. Who who is the guy with the big red shoes? I don't know. One oh, of them. those, yeah, those Who are that? those are a uh, sartorial red? expression. Yeah, oh, no, those are causing like chaos it, on the it, internet. It's like Met Gala haute couture yes. stuff yes. that they're doing, like challenging our notions of what shoes are supposed to look like. Who was that again? I don't know, but Anish from the Morning Mess tipped me off to those shoes. Yes, it, yes, it, 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 it was, was it was SGA. Yeah, yeah, he did that. SGA's comeback player of the year, guys. I mean, it's he, either him or Larry Markkinen. And he's probably going to finish in the top 10, I think, for MVP. Right? It's either him or Larry for comeback. Marketing. Uh, we're seeing our future. Patrick <sighs> Williams. When Patrick Williams is a an all-star this for is the, the Pelicans fran- or something. This is the franchise where fours do not flourish. Does, that makes me sad. does seem that way. Uh, so once again, it's called Bear Down and Out. I oh, retweeted sorry. it. From the NBC Sports Bears Talk account, the trailer. Uh, you might be surprised. Your call might have made the show. And they, NBC Sports and and really Shelby and the crew at NBC did an excellent job interviewing so many people. I'm sorry. That this texture just <laughs> the one made for the me- 708. The Charles Thomas one? I think Charles Thomas is going to come out and talk about how much he can trust Paul Vallis. If you got 50 Gs. Yeah. I was waiting for somebody to make that joke. I can trust him. You can trust him. A man who has his personal accounts like posts from January 6th insurrectionists. Yeah. Yeah. You can trust him. He's not a carpetbagger at all. Back after this on The Score. Dan Bernstein. Lawrence Holmes. Midday's 10 to 2 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Are we in the club? (laughs) 
so, me if you I'm want. not even in a mood to fight anybody today. This well, is not my typical this Wednesday. Is usually the way that that song goes, though, that you aren't in a mood to do that, and then you hear this. Yeah, we were going to have a sports fight, but we didn't have it because of breaking news. So, oh, I that's right. We'll the do... I forgot about the sports. We forgot fight. about a lot of stuff that I we didn't had forget. Planned I just thought today. there was other stuff. So it's fine. Dan, you had a lot of joy seeing this quote yesterday from Joey Votto. <laughs> Would you like to share it with the people? Or do we have the audio of it? All right, Dan, share Go the ahead. quote. Well, you have it in front of you. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah, but it's your man's. Would you like to? <clears throat> would you like for me to? Uh, yes, his, Layla. His prediction. I would, he was asking. No, no, no. I want to read no? the question, and you can read oh, the answer. Okay. All right. Um, MLB okay. asked, "What's your boldest major league season prediction?" And Joey Votto said, "Extraterrestrials arrive on Earth April fifteenth. The twelve and two Reds and the rest of the planet learn from communication with and befriend our alien friends." This process takes five months. Play resumes in October. The Reds sweep the playoffs and are World Series champs. He also said that he would go with the aliens. Yes, he said he would be asked to leave with them like Roy Neary at the end of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, as played by Richard Dreyfuss. I've been paying attention to that Joey Votto's offseason, and it's been hella interesting. He's been playing a lot of chess. He's been making fun of himself. He, He's been he spending sometimes in dare. the batting cages. Well, he also annotated the oral history of him that was done two years ago by The Athletic. They gave it to him and asked for his handwritten notes in the margins about all the things that people have said about him, which is hilarious. I like where his head's at. It's in a space I can't describe. Crazy, awesome, creative interesting and just for the hit dogs that holler dan also said Saganash. so no I, yeah i did <laughs> so I mean, you're always talking about the south side no 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 he no. also said no, Saganash. no it's the edges and what's what's the other one uh toward the north right, the EPI. right what's just south of niles is it uh edgebrook the epi the Anderson park in my right friends there albany park i think i think it's i think it's edgebrook right up there up up past billy caldwell golf course we know where up, y'all at yeah come on come on fam come on i mean we know we know what's going on here we'll talk with parkins and spiegel <laughs> they know what's going on next on the score we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 